0: Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. I'm so glad that you've tuned us in today. I think this will be really, really helpful. So I have a teaching today and it's called Grace to Prosper. We just finished our Gulf Coast Convention Heritage of Faith and it was just such an outstanding time in the Lord. I had ministered some things along this line before, but this meeting, I don't know, it just came together and I felt like it would really bless you. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Hopefully you'll be inspired by this, empowered by this, and uh, it'll impact your life so that God's grace can operate in you mightily to prosper and to succeed. So call a friend, tell them about it and uh, be blessed today. Um this morning I'm going to teach a little bit and we'll just see how it goes but I'm going to start in second Corinthians chapter 8 and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the grace to prosper. And I believe that this has been some of our heritage from the faith uh message. Amen. I remember years ago before I knew anything about um uh, Rhema too much or brother Kenneth E. Hagen, uh, I was just really new um, in the word of faith kind of circle and ended up going to Rhema kind of miraculously in 1980. Um, ended up being roommates with uh, Candace, uh, Pat's daughter and Patsy Caminetti. And uh, what a fabulous Great. year it was, what a time that we had together and <laughs> so many things happened. Um, but I recall hearing about prosperity and seeing prosperity in the lives of the people that were teaching it, and I had not been exposed to that before. Um, in our churches growing up, you know, the especially the pastors were very poor and had old beat-up cars, and we hardly even saw their wives, you know, it was mostly just the men man in the pulpit which is fine you know I love men in the pulpit but you know it was just a different atmosphere yeah. and um so when um when I went over to uh Brother Hagan's house, Mom Hagan's house, for the first time, you know, Candice, they're Candace's grandparents, so we're going to Papa and Mimi's, <laughs> and I'm going, oh my God, this is, I don't know. They'll know everything in my life I've done wrong. That's <laughs> my first thought. <laughs> and I had just gotten out of the University of Alabama, so you can imagine. But anyway, I was repenting all the way over to their house. <laughs> don't show them anything, Lord, don't show them anything. <laughs> So anyway, um, and I did think that they would have scriptures all over the walls for some reason, like plaques. <laughs> so, you know, so that was kind of unexpected. I didn't, I didn't see any scriptures anywhere except they were full of the word. It was in their heart and in their mouth. Amen. Where That's really where we should put it, in our heart and mouth, right? So anyway, it was such a beautiful home, beautiful cars. And I thought, I really like these people, <laughs> you know, because again, it was just refreshing to see Christians prosperous. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, right. I remember when um, my dad had a motel on the beach and it had been a fairly successful business. So we, you know, we had means, but I mean, we all worked and we all, you know, made it happen. But there was a point in time where it, paid off and it began to prosper. And so we had a nice lifestyle, you know, maybe middle class, upper, upper class. I don't know. But anyway, point being that when I told one of his, my mother's friends and my dad's friends that I was going into ministry, they reached across the desk. I was behind the desk being the desk clerk that day. And they took my hand and they said, that's so sad because you're used to the nicer things in life. Like I've signed a vow of poverty or something. And I thought, no, you don't know this group like I know this group. <laughs> you know, this is a really good group. So Candace said, we're going to go to FCF Faith Christian Fellowship on Sunday morning. My dad's preaching and you'll get to meet my mom and dad. And I said, OK, so we go to Faith Christian and the fir- we pull in the parking lot and there is a 450 SL Mercedes Navy blue my favorite color and my favorite car. And it's in the pastor's wife parking space. And it was Reverend Pat Harris's car. I said, is that your mom's car? Candace goes, yeah. I said, I really like these people. <laughs> this is great, this is amazing. You can serve God and drive a Mercedes and be a pastor's wife. That is so awesome. A 450 SL. You remember that car, Pat? ah, I was so thrilled. And then of course, I'll tell this, this doesn't have anything to do with prosperity, but Candace said, let's go meet mom and dad after the service. And I said, okay. So we go back into their office. And of course I'm nervous, you know, again, meeting them for the first time. And Candace goes, Scarlett, Scarlett, here's my mom and dad. This is Scarlett. Can you do lion from the Wizard of Oz like you do it? I said, the lion. Oh my God. I had just been joking around with her and doing the lion, you know, like... No. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> That's my introduction to Pat Buddy doing the lion. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I thought, oh... My gosh. But Candy, <laughs> Candace was like that. She's the, my first impression of it. <laughs> but Buddy and Pat loved it. <laughs> so anyway, um, then from then on, you know, I started learning not just through the word, but through these wonderful examples of, of my leadership. Uh, walking in prosperity and and the laws of sowing and reaping giving and receiving um another incident that really impacted me at 20 years old was i went over to to reverend pat's house and we walk in beautiful home and everything and candace course is there with me and and i noticed there wasn't any living room furniture or any furniture there and i said candace where's where's the furniture she goes oh mom gave it all away i said what she, now, this was new to me, this giving, you know. I said, what, she what? Yeah, the Lord told her to give it to somebody, so she gave it all away. I thought, what, about the Baptist, oh, I don't mean to say that ugly. It was just Southern Baptist where I was raised. We didn't give anything away. We had garage sales or, you know, rummage sales. or We're going to get something out of something here, you know. But to give your whole, like, living room lamps and everything away i thought wow this is so interesting to me that people would just do that right so and, and you know it, it's just it, you know one a, a new way of living a new way of thinking amen and so uh it really impacted me as a 20 year old and i loved every minute of it praise god what a family of faith what a heritage of faith yes. Amen. and i was thinking this morning uh You know, Brother Hagen wrote, you know, Write Your Own Ticket with God. And these books were just so amazing. And then, of course, Brother Copeland copied all his books. (laughs) 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 And even the titles. (laughs) (laughs) of All the books. (laughs) And then, you know, just had this beautiful revelation and mandate. Really, right, David, of the laws of increase mandated to teach that to the body of Christ. So uh, of course brother Hagans was you know teach my people faith and so much about healing and 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 you know and prosperity and of course brother Copeland is healing and prosperity but you know there was such emphasis there on healing and prosperity and I think about the scripture in third John that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Now that's a pretty strong statement above all things. That he wants us to prosper and be in health. Why? Well, it's hard to function when you're sick and poor. Yeah. You know, you, you can, you can survive that way probably and do all right. But in other words, it's hard to flourish. If you're broke and if you're feeling bad, if you're sick or yeah. in pain or these kinds of things. So God is emphasizing that throughout the whole old and new testament. Yeah. Amen. It is so unbelievable that people would deny the power of healing and the power of prosperity. If you, what are you not reading the book right here? Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, brother Hagen used to say, I see healing in every chapter of the bible and i'm telling you i think i see prosperity in every chapter of the bible i mean it is all over it right so um above all things now he paid a high price for you to have healing and prosperity the son his son jesus amen bought and paid for the curse he became a curse so that we would be made free that we would be blessed Yes. And it's uh, a thumb, I think, in his face if we just say, well, we know about prosperity, but, you know, we don't really have to have all that much. You know, really, we don't have to have all that much, but we need all that much to give. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know that some people are uncomfortable with a Mercedes Benz. I'm not, but some people are, you know, some people are uncomfortable with a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or, you know, whatever the the big whatever cars could be. They don't want to drive that. But and that's fine. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's fine not to yeah. want that. I had a friend that had a Rolls Royce and we were driving home from church one night and she had just had a baby and she said, I'm going to have to nurse the baby. I got to pull over and you've got to drive. I thought, oh dear God, a oh, Rolls Royce. I'm going to drive this car, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and it is at night and I'm driving a Rolls Royce. I mean, I didn't want, I don't really think I want one. Maybe one day if somebody gave me one, but I, you know, I'm not, my face not out there for that. So that, you know, it's okay not to have whatever you think might be over the top, a mansion and all the kinds of stuff. But we have a responsibility to pray for prosperity and to prosper, to bless others. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's not all about our car and our house. Right, right, right. Amen. Brother Hagin said, my four and no more. You know? <laughs> bless my four and no more. No, it's it's a responsibility, really, I believe, to get the word out, the gospel out, and let's go home. Right? (laughs) So, um, we, we have a responsibility to take this prosperity seriously. And I'm telling you, the devil hates it. Woo, he'll fight against it. One lady in our church, one time she had a visitor come with her and she said, why? Why do you talk about money so much? And all we did was receive the offering and talk maybe two minutes, you know? But if you're not in the, that flow, you think it's forever, you know? Um, and but she said, I didn't think money and church went together, <laughs> I thought well, it does go together. It takes money to run a church. Right. Well, another one of my friends, a pastor's wife, she said, I thought the government paid for all this. Thought, well, that's when you're in trouble. Right. And the government's paying for all of it. So uh, praise God. Uh, so I want to read this scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and it starts with verse one About I'll talk to you a little bit about the grace to prosper. Moreover, brethren, we do wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. The Amplified says something like this that they overflowed their generosity overflowed even in the depth of poverty and uh, and uh in severe tribulation so there had to be some grace here <laughs> right and then it goes on to say that they gave their ability and even beyond their ability well that's grace isn't it when you're doing things beyond your own ability uh, so there was a grace working here. And in verse seven, it says, therefore, as you abound in everything in faith, utterance, knowledge, and in all diligence in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. Amen. Abound in this grace. Now, that's that's interesting, isn't it? Yes, it is. He wants us to really take this grace Seriously, and he even goes on in verse nine and says, for, you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. The rich is a four letter word, but it's not a cuss word. (laughs) Right? You'd think it would. You'd think it was. Be nowadays, especially, there is a a onslaught, like an opposition, a rising up against rich people. Have you noticed it? In every movie, the rich people are the mean people, the greedy people. They don't want to do anything for anybody. And that's not the rich people I know. (laughs) The rich people I know build churches, give, you know, and send missionaries all over the world, and buy airplanes we were at Keith Moore's meeting the other day he takes up offerings not for his own airplane but for another minister to have an airplane he said well all these offerings we're believing God for three million this week and we're going to buy I'll just tell you who it is Matt Cammon a three million dollar airplane I thought I love these people these people are my friends right Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? The purpose is to go and build churches in all these different nations, Central America and all over. They showed the video of all the churches they want to build. And they're not. Let me just say this. Mac and Lynn are not spring chickens. They look like spring chickens, but don't ever lose a vision because you think you're getting older. Amen. God loves old people. He loves to use old people. He said, let me see who I can find to have a baby. And he finds Abraham, the oldest person he can find. Right. And Sarah, even, you know, old and barren, to get the toughest situation we can get here going. And we're going to have a baby. <laughs> wow. And then when you look in the New Testament, right? And you see Elizabeth, let's find another old lady yeah. and have a baby. Stricken with years, it says it was she was well stricken.
1: <laughs>
0: I don't want that said about me in the Bible do you. Huh what does that look like? You know, but he was, she was used mightily to have John the Baptist. Hallelujah. I love it. And we could go on and on. You know, there was Anna and everybody, old people say, God loves old people. He's not through with you yet. So don't get your little retirement mind. He's not through. Hallelujah. So we see this grace to prosper here. He says abound in and he said, though he was rich, yet for your sakes, he became poor that you through his poverty might be rich. So that means that's what his desire is for you to be is rich. And actually, when you have Jesus in your heart, as we say, you are rich, (laughs) you're rich. And the earthly material blessings start manifesting because really it's a spiritual prosperity that causes the natural prosperity, amen? So the, the new life of Christ, which part of that is this grace to prosper is already a part of you. Yeah. And you can say with all confidence, I am rich if you don't have but $10 in the bank. If you have an old broken down car today, Hallelujah! You can stand up tall and say, I am rich. Yes. We sing that, don't we? Let the poor say, I am rich. Hallelujah. And really, that's where it should begin with your mouth and your heart. That's faith, isn't it? Faith with corresponding action, either saying it or doing something. Praise God. And that doing something is important, too. But we see... um this grace. Now, when did Jesus become poor? He didn't become poor when He was walking on the earth. In fact, He had a lot of money when He was on the earth. Amen. He wasn't poor, and that's why He was born in a manger. He was born in a manger because there was no vacancy. They went to get a hotel room at the Marriott, Four Seasons, whatever. <laughs> And I know because my family had a motel. If there's no rooms, there's no rooms. You know, you're no, no room in the inn. And so they had to make the best of whatever. It wasn't that he was so poor that they couldn't get a place to stay. Amen. And then, you know, he's born and here comes money, right? You see the wise men coming. And it wasn't like three little things here, like we see in the, the myrrh and the gold and gold. <laughs> a little gold ring, and then, you know, frankincense. No, it was they opened their treasures. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And supported, I believe, that trip to Egypt, running from Herod for a couple of years while nobody could, you know, get their bearings. Amen. I mean, there's prosperity all over the Bible. Yeah. Praise God. So he became poor when? When he was on Calvary's cross. Yeah. That's when poverty was laid upon him. Amen. And that's when sickness and pain was laid upon him. So we're delivered from poverty and lack. We're delivered from struggling financially. Hallelujah. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to have a million dollars in the bank. You have a lot more than that in your heavenly bank account. So and I'm telling you, a million doesn't do much anymore anyway right? We got to think way past that. Yeah, we do. But um, we 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 need to know all the resources of heaven are yours at any time you need them. And Jesus, he walked that out on the earth. You know, you need some food for 5,000 people. Take a little bit of bread that some little boy has and some fish. You look toward heaven. Now, I think that's one of our mistakes is we don't look toward heaven enough. Yeah. He blessed it. He looked toward heaven, blessed it and fed 5,000. Now that's a, a financial miracle. Yeah. You try to feed, you know, 30 people in the back room. You're going to spend some money, yeah. right? Yeah. Think about 5,000. And that wasn't even including women and children. There's always more women and children around. <laughs> Praise God. than the men. So, um, you know, just a tremendous financial miracle there. And then he goes and didn't have a place, uh something, you know, vehicle or anything to go in Jerusalem. Well, go get the donkey, right? Brand new donkey, never yeah. been ridden. It's a miracle that he could get on that thing, right, and ride it in. But he and uh then he needed a, a tomb. And the tomb shows up. He didn't have to buy it because he was only there three days. <laughs> Borrowed tin. Well, he was so poor. No, he didn't want, he's a good steward, you know. Somebody else can use it. And I know, you know, that Jews have picked up on all this. Amen. You look at their race, generally speaking. They are not ashamed of prosperity. <laughs> they are not ashamed of being rich. In fact, the ones I have known through the years are ashamed if they're not rich. Something's wrong if they're struggling financially. Something's going on that shouldn't be going on. Now, that is not condemnation for you. We've all struggled. Believe me, I've struggled financially. It is not, I'm not slamming you at all. Praise God. Don't take it that way. But I'm just saying that there is plenty available to us through the grace of God, the grace of God. This grace that Jesus Christ had upon him, praise God, is upon us now for prosperity and abundance. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Then this grace, you know, in the next chapter. Uh, it talks about the favor of God, which is so important. The favor of God. Many times you don't need money in certain situations. A lot of situations, you need favor. Right. Amen. I've had things given yeah, to me so cool. that would have taken me thirty years to pay for. Praise God! I'm telling you, it's fun when that happens. <laughs> but I've also given things to people that you know cost a lot of money. I've uh, you know took my mom in the face. Uh, faith and started giving myself, you know, and doing things. And I've given cars and houses and jewelry and Rolex watches and all kinds of stuff. And the Lord speaks to me about doing things like that. Um, or I just feel like I need to sew. Praise God. And you almost have to have the attitude that nothing is yours anyway. It's all God's and it's easier to give. When it's all God's instead of, you know, it's easier to give somebody else's stuff away. <laughs> Have you noticed that? One time I gave somebody softball shoes away because I thought they were old and dirty. And, oh, they're so mad. Those are my softball shoes. I just got them broken in. <laughs> well, I gave them away. <laughs> so it's easy to give other people's stuff away. So, so mentally, if you just think about nothing belongs to us anyway. And you know that's true, because when you die, nothing goes with you. It's all there in your closet. It's all there in your, you know, your car is still in the driveway and all the things. So uh, we're just really managers, praise God, stewards over God's things that he puts into our lives. So uh, I remember sitting behind beside a pastor's wife in a service one day. This was in New England. And the Lord said, I want you to give her your diamond tennis bracelet. You know, back then, those were real popular. And, uh, oh, I loved mine. <laughs> you know, I get to liking things. And it, I, said, I said, Lord, are you sure that's what you want me to do? <laughs> yep. And the more I hesitated, the more I felt like I was wearing somebody else's bracelet. It wasn't even mine anymore. And so I took it off and I handed it to her. Well, she just burst into tears. Now, this is during the praise and worship service. And uh, she said, What is this? I said, Well, I felt like the Lord told me to give you this bracelet. And she said, Well, you know, I told my husband I wanted a tennis bracelet. And he said, Well, I'm not buying you one. You're just going to have to believe God. And she said, Here it is. So, you know, you really can bless people and help people. And then it just comes back to you. You know, it comes right back. I have two in my jewelry box right now that I didn't pay for either one of them. Amen. Uh, you can't outgive the Lord; He just does things so beautifully. Um, and and you know it ministers to people too in, in other areas. Like for instance, is this boring? Am I okay? <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> okay, I don't don't bore you with all my stories, but there are times where, you know, you just remember so vividly things happening. And, uh, we were in a service. This is way back in Panama city. And, uh, we felt like the spirit of God said to give, um, uh, that somebody, let me see, how, how did it go at first? Um, that somebody there needed a, a camera. We wanted to get a camera away. And, um, this lady on the front row said, my husband's camera just broke. And we said, well, we're going to give him our camera. Now, this camera was a nice camera, you know, a Nikon with, you know, all the adjustment stuff. And and uh, now her husband had not been in church, would not come to church with her, wasn't saved. And she said, okay. I said, I'll bring it Wednesday night. So we brought it. And well, the next Sunday, her husband's in church with her. And... He comes and tells us after the service that that camera was his exact camera, the exact model of his camera that had broken. And he was so, had been so upset about this camera. But, um, that Sunday, he got saved. He got filled with the Holy Ghost over a camera. Amen. And and the word, the word of knowledge about somebody. And uh, then, then he was a uh, licensed uh, chef, and and you know had tremendous abilities of uh, putting ca- cafeterias together and all that. And we were building our daycare and had to have all that expertise, and he did it all. He did it all for us, Amen. So you see, all when God does something, everybody in the whole picture gets blessed, Amen. It's so beautiful. When you obey the Lord. Now, we could have said, that's a nice camera. We want the camera. We're not giving the camera away. You know, you can say that. Or you can say it's God's camera. If he wants it for something, we're going to do it. Praise the Lord, right? Another time I was uh, in New Mexico um, and I was uh, preaching there. And the Lord said, I had a Rolex watch then. And the Lord said, I want you to give it to the pastor's wife and i said really <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know why i say that anymore cuz i know it's him and i know but he said yeah so i took it off and i gave it to her after the service that night and the next day we went to lunch my, her husband and uh, myself and uh, her and the three of us and he said to me he said you know when she showed me that watch i said lord i know i can do this building program Praise We're believing God for this building. And if she can get a Rolex watch, a presidential gold watch, then I can build this building and have it paid for. Amen? Amen. So, you know, it affected his faith for what he's doing for the Lord, because you would think, what is it passing around Rolex watches? What does that have to do with anything? But it has to do a lot more than we know. Amen. Yes. A lot more than we know. Praise God. Yes. Uh, so we see that uh, God says, come to the throne of grace. Hallelujah. To obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Yes. Now, the uh, the grace is there. You just got to find it. You know, you got you to find it there, but you will find it there. Um, because, uh, again, Jesus died and paid for it to be there for you. And it, he says in uh, the Bible that we're saved by grace through faith. So we can say we're prospered by grace yes. through faith. Amen. We're healed, amen, by grace through faith. That's good. That's so good. the grace to prosper is for you, on you, in you. It's all about you right now. If you're born of God, you've got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you activate it just by simply acting in faith, speaking in faith, saying with your mouth, I am graced to prosper. I am graced to prosper. I, I say that about this church. Our church is grace to prosper. Yes. People calling this a rich church, amen? Our our church in Panama City, they used people would hear it in the community. Oh, that rich church down there. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, you I better believe it. it. Right. You I'm better believe I'm we're I'm rich, better. amen? Yeah. We are so rich. And people couldn't believe how rich we were. I couldn't believe how rich we were. It was amazing to me, God's grace, amazing grace. <laughs> Somebody should write a song. <laughs> I mean, it really was, it was amazing. It was amazing. We had people of every type of occupation prospering. You don't have to be an attorney. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to even have a college education or a high school degree. You don't have to. Now I'm not against education. I have my master's and doctor, whatever. Ha ha ha. Right. Right. The main thing is I'm graced to prosper. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So we had a lifeguard in our church and, and I saw him at the gas station one day and he said, you no, know, he's in Panama City Beach on the, and he said, Pastor guarded. I just have to tell you something. I said, what? He said, I make more money than anybody around me, any lifeguard around me. I said, really? He said, yeah, I started tithing and giving. And he said, everybody comes to me to rent the sailboats and the jet skis and the, par- the uh, parachute thing, you know, parasail. And they, they, all my chairs are always full. And, and I've even had other lifeguards say, what are you doing down here? What? Do you, how come you have all this business? And he said, because I'm a tither. <laughs> then, hallelujah. Now, isn't that interesting? We had another guy that was a plumber's helper and he and his wife lived in a little bitty trailer, nothing wrong with a trailer, but you know, there's, there's better if you want better. Jesus said in my father's house, there are many trailer parks. (laughs) No, there are many mansions. So, I mean, he's already thinking on a level that most of us are thinking what, you know, mansions, hallelujah. Think about it. He said there's many mansions in heaven. Praise the Lord. Does that mean we might could have one? Well, if you want one, if you want one, glory to God, if you want one, right? Yeah. Why not? Put it on your vision board. Praise God. And that's another thing you should have. But anyway, so we, you know, so this, this, uh, this couple, they got to the church. He got born again. She was already born again. He got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, started coming to church, ushering, tithing, Tithing. <laughs> Amen. And before long, uh, they they figured out that they could because they were both artists, that they could uh, do uh, art on the T-shirts, airbrush. the airbrush. And at that point in time in Panama City, they were building the super Walmart that's one of the largest ones in the southeast. Well, they just decided and I believe it was the leading of the Holy Spirit. Because they said, we're going to have an airbrush T-shirt company in the middle of that Walmart. Now, every tourist, all 100,000 plus that come down in three months, June, July and August, go to Walmart and get a Panama City Beach T-shirt. Well, next thing you know, this couple is rolling in money. Amen. They moved out of their little trailer and he's not a helper, plumber, helper anymore. They're doing what they love to do, art, and have this successful business, have a beautiful home in the most palatial place in Panama City, praise God, tithing and giving and doing youth ministry and just happy as two larks, praise the Lord. But they got serious about this grace, amen, and so serious that they named their dog Prosper. (laughs) they said we're calling prosperity now that's when they were in the trailer that's when they were in the trailer they're calling prosperity praise god another lady single mom in our church she was struggling struggling below the poverty line came to church got saved got filled the holy ghost started tithing and her testimony was she got a job at the cemetery selling cemetery plots And she was so good at it, or the Grace to Prosper was on her, so that she was the top salesman every month. And one month it fell down a little bit, and the the cemetery owner, guy of the uh, funeral home, he said, I need you to get out there and chant some more out there. Because she'd walk around and pray in tongues. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, you need to get out there and chant so we can make some money in here. (laughs) So you see that uh, these these people were purposing that they were going to walk in this grace. Also, they were going to abound in this grace. Amen. Hallelujah! You can determine if you're going to walk in this grace or if you're going to ignore it. You know, and just barely get along. Street. So I admonish you today to uh, take this kind of grace seriously. Amen make it purposeful in your life that uh, God's moving in you and through you and among you blessed to be a blessing. And we see that on father Abraham. He is our uh, example of uh, not only wealth, but uh, influence. And men, many times it goes together. You know, not too many people will listen to a poor person off the street that's struggling about advice and life but you get somebody that's got some money and they can say the the just the least amount of words and everybody goes what did they say <laughs> you know they've got the influence too and uh, the lord said to abraham i will make you uh you know wealthy basically and i will make your name great in other words you're going to be an influence so that the two go together Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to we have a magazine it's called grace and faith journal and it comes out once a quarter and we'd love to send that to you it has interesting articles and then it tells what we're doing at horton ministries international to help people and to minister people around the world if you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com then you can uh, give us your address we can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, But we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.